video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Anthony Shelton. You can join the chat at Spreaker.com. Just register. Only takes a second. And you can start chatting with us. Give me your thoughts on anything gaming related that you've seen. Give me something to react to. You can hit me up on Skype, Progress Bar Radio. Leave me a message, and if I like what you have to say, I will put you on air. But leave, let the message be brief. Uh, you can also leave a voicemail on speakpipe.com slash progress bar. Speakpipe.com slash progress bar. Is it too late to sell a Wii U gamepad by itself? Because that's what's happening in Japan right now. Nintendo has finally released a standalone version of the Wii U gamepad. Don't need to buy a Wii U. You just buy the gamepad. But it's only in Japan only. But it's only in Japan only. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. It's in Japan only. I'm wondering why it took so long. I mean, it's good now because people could get replacements if they need it. Because I know there are people out there who mistreated their gamepad and it broke and either they had to send it back to Nintendo or they did something themselves, something. And I don't even know how Nintendo's warranty works with that. If you break the gamepad, do they fix it? Do they send you another one that they make you pay for? I don't even know how that works. But the nice thing is they're at least playing with the idea of selling the Wii U gamepad by itself. Because if you broke yours, well, you were SOL, I, I assume, for a while. But why now? After three plus years, why did they decide to say, oh yeah, let's put it out. And then it's only Japan. It feels like they're trying to milk as much money out of the Wii U that they can before... The NX comes out. That's the only logical solution I could think of. Another thing is that perhaps they're preparing for backwards compatibility with the NX. And if that's the case, I'm okay with that. I mean, obviously, the Wii is backwards compatible with the Wii U. And Nintendo's pretty good about doing backwards compatibility. And to think that after you bought those Wii U games, and there's not a whole lot of them, (laughs) but after you bought them, then they come out with the NX, and your Wii U is pretty much obsolete, if you're the type of person to just move on from a console, that's kind of a bummer, because the Wii U hasn't been out for that long, and I assume the NX isn't going to come out till... 2017 but still five mediocre years of a console that has had some good games on it don't get me wrong it's got some great games it's just not a lot of great games it's not a lot of games period but we don't even get it in the west yet and who knows if it's coming don't know if it's coming so that's a little disappointing 
Do you think that Nintendo will release a standalone gamepad in the West? And would you buy it if they did? Progress Bar Radio on Skype. Leave me a brief message. I'll put you on air. Speakpipe.com slash Progress Bar. Leave me a voicemail. Happy belated birthday to the Xbox 360. The console turned 10 on Sunday. What was your favorite memory about the Xbox 360? Speakpipe.com slash Progress Bar. Skype. Progress Bar Radio. Tell me your favorite memories about the Xbox 360. I got it one year later on Christmas. So I think, yeah, 360 came out in 2005. I got it in 2006. And I just remember the feeling I had opening it. It's a big, thick, square box. I opened it up, and I see this pure, white, curvature, curvaceous 360. And I was like, man, this console looks nice. It's also, at the time, it was kind of big. Because I was a GameCube kid. My parents only could afford one console. So I always bought Nintendo consoles because they had games that I liked. So I spent years with the GameCube. After spending years before that with the N64. So it was kind of like, man, got this brand new console. It's not a Nintendo console, which is even crazier. And for me, you know, that that for me was stepping out of the bounds. I was like, man, I'm about to get an Xbox 360. And then I get it, I open it, and it's like, ooh, it's got a nice weight to it. it it's kind of heavy, but it's got a nice weight to it. It looks good. And then I held that controller in my hand. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm a fan of the GameCube controller. I like it. But that Xbox 360 controller, man, nothing could beat it. And I got the bundle that came with Marvel Ultimate Alliance and Forza 2. So, my parents are motorsports fans. So, that's probably why my mom picked that one out. But, we, me and my dad, and my mom, at times, spent years playing F1 World Grand Prix on the N64. That was basically the best racing experience, real racing experience, we could get in my house. So then we got Forza. My dad was like, oh yeah, I got to get a wheel and all that kind of stuff for this. Because we're playing this. So we would play it. And it was just nice looking at the beautiful graphics. And not that the GameCube graphics were bad, but you could tell the step above was there. And I really enjoyed playing that console Christmas Day. It was a blast. Good memories. Share your memories with me about the Xbox 360. Another thing I need to mention too. I never had a red ring of death. I say that happily. Because I know a lot of people. A lot of people did. I was fortunate enough not to have to deal with that. Speakpop.com slash progress bar. Leave a voicemail. Skype progress bar radio. Leave me a message the owner of the Dallas Mavericks is interested in esports we'll talk about that coming up speakpipe.com slash progress bar skype progress bar radio this song is called scent of betrayal it's by disaster peace you can find it on the monsters ate my birthday cake ost available on bandcamp you're listening to progress bar
That is Scent of Betrayal. It's by Disasterpiece. And you can find that on the Monsters Ate My Birthday Cake original soundtrack. Available on Bandcamp. This is Progress Bar. My name is Anthony Shelton. Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, is interested in esports. He was at a League of Legends tournament. And he had some comments to say about League of Legends and esports. Here's what he had to say. But what do you have to say to guys like Colin who just hate on the e-gamers? Look, I'm a noob. You know, I'm still getting into it, but I love it, right? It's like playing five-dimensional chess against the world, right? It's like one of the smartest games I've ever played. You've got to have dexterity. You've got to be quick. This is, this is a real sport, and people are going to figure it out really, really quick. That was Mark Cuban talking to Christine Leahy, who is on The Herd, which is Colin Cowherd's show. And Colin Cowherd is known for bashing esports. He doesn't think it's a sport. He thinks all the players are nerds. And Christine Leahy is one who typically advocates. I actually had no idea she does anything with actual esports. I thought she just mildly paid attention to it. But she's up in esports. She does interviews and all that kind of stuff frequently. Now, I don't think esports will ever get to the level of the NBA or NFL. You've heard me talk about esports on the show a lot, and that's how I feel about it. Now, I am willing to be wrong, but if I'm going to be wrong, it's going to take somebody like Mark Cuban to bring it to the level of the NBA or NFL. Mark Cuban, he's worth $3 billion. He owns the Dallas Mavericks who is a successful franchise. He doesn't make all the smartest moves all the time, but he knows what it takes to run a franchise that's successful. So it only makes sense, and you should be paying attention, if you like esports, to Mark Cuban and what he's doing around esports. Whether he's going to invest or whether he's going to end up owning, don't know. Obviously, he's going to make the decision that he could capital, capitalize on financially. He's, he's there to make money. Now, I don't, I don't think he's blowing smoke up people's butt. Mark Cuban is notorious for being brutally honest, even at times where he probably should keep it in. And so I don't get any feeling that he's putting on airs with this. I think he genuinely believes League of Legends is a sport. I believe he genuinely thinks that there's something to esports. I genuinely believe he likes it. But I also think he's trying to capitalize on the idea of he can make money off of it too. He sees an opportunity. Nothing wrong with that. He's a businessman. But if he's going to bring esports to the next level... I think it needs to start with defragmentating the league. The leagues are split. So there's the ESL, the Electronic Sports League, the MLG, uh, Evolution Championship Series, and various other leagues that you could participate in. All these leagues have different games that people play within them. The ESL mostly hosts League of Legends, Dota, but they also have other games. MLG, mostly first-person shooters, Call of Duty, Halo, 
and you have Evo, which fighting games, <clears throat> variety of fighting games. Now it looks like they're heading into a time where MLG is mostly about first-person shooters. ESL is mostly about MOBAs or real-time strategy games. And Evo's already in a time where it's all fighting games. It's always been fighting games. But there, there's still some overlap between games. ESL, they have Halo. They have Smite. They have Counter-Strike. So does the MLG. But the ESL even has Mortal Kombat, which is a fighting game. And that belongs to Evo, when I, I loosely say belongs to. But me as a viewer, as a fan, as somebody who wants to watch Halo, for example, I don't want to have to bounce around to figure out which league the next tournament is going to be in. You know, I don't I don't go to NBA and find random stuff of football. Like, I don't do that. I don't go to the NFL and find random hockey stuff. When I go to the NFL, I see football. I go to the NBA, I see basketball. The MLG, the ESL, these are all video game eSport related stuff, but they need to find the specific games that people can go to and know ESL has League of Legends, it has Dota, it has Smite. When I want to watch that, I am going to the ESL, period. MLG has first person shooters. I can find all my Call of Duty, all my Halo, all my Counter-Strike at the MLG. There's no overlap. There's no confusion. I think that'll help each individual league grow because when teams are forming, when players are forming their teams, they know MLG is where we go for first-person shooters. We got this Halo team. We're going to the MLG. We got this League of Legends team. We're going to the ESL. We're into this fighting game. We're going to Evo and doing everything to qualify for that. You just don't need to dip into multiple leagues. Now, I I get the point that a team needs to find which league is going to get them the most money. I get that. So even during a time where MLG and ESL is trying to figure out which game is going to get them the most money and which you know, for the teams, they need to figure out which league is going to get them the most money. Leagues need to incentivize competitors to stay with their league. If ESL wants to host Halo, they need to incentivize the Halo teams. Look, this is the league you want to be a part of. We'll get you the exposure. We'll get you the money. And that will help the viewership for the ESL because they know if anybody wants to watch Halo, you got to come to the ESL. It's not monopolization. It's just, this is where you go. It's no different with the NBA, NFL. This is where you go to watch basketball, football, hockey. You can catch stuff on ESPN. That's, that's broadcasting rights stuff. All stuff is still owned by the NFL. Owned by the NBA, etc., etc., so do you think esports could get to the level of major market sports leagues? Speakpipe.com slash progress bar. Leave me a voicemail. Skype. 
Progress Bar Radio. Leave me a brief message, and I'll put you on air if I like what you have to say. The song is called The Rookie. It's by Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. You can find it on the Halo 3 ODST soundtrack, available on something.com, S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G, something.com. You're listening to Progress Bar.
Ah, the cryptic sounds of Halo 3 ODST. That is The Rookie by Martin O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. You can find that on something.com, S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G, something.com. The song is City of Rome. It's by Jesper Keen. You can find it on the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood soundtrack. Also available on something.com. S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G. Something.com. This is Progress Bar.
That is City of Rome by Jesper Keed. You can find that on the Assassin's Creed Brotherhood soundtrack, which is available on something.com, S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G. That is something.com. That will do it for today's show. You can follow the show on Spreaker.com, where you could also go and chat. The show airs live, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, Monday through Friday, on Spreaker.com. So you can follow the show there. You can also subscribe on iTunes. And it's not too late to leave me any messages. Hit me up on speakpipe.com slash progressbar and leave away a voicemail about anything gaming related, anything you want to talk about, or anything we talked about on today's show. There is no show Thursday or Friday because it's Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving holidays. So that's a day of celebrating with family, so no show. And there is an early show tomorrow at 9.30 a.m. because I have to meet with my broadcasting mentor around the time I would be typically broadcasting. So early show starting at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining the chat. I will talk to you later.